0: to dead darling sessions dead darlings is a podcast dedicated to the spoken word poetry community bringing you interviews tips inspiration and above all awesome poetry
1: and our dead darling sessions are an opportunity to dig a little deeper into that awesome poetry throughout the next week we've invited a range of poets to come and share their work with us in front of an intimate live zoom audience as part of the pbh free fringe
0: Tonight's featured poet is Mary Dickens, and we'll be hearing a 20-minute set from her, followed by a round of quick-fire questions so you can get to know the artist behind the amazing words just a little bit better. After that, we're going to be
1: wrapping up the session and putting the set online unedited as a special podcast episode as fast as we can as an almost live document of how the session played out. Um, And as I say, it's going to be unedited. So where I just stumbled on that word, that's going to be in the podcast. (laughs) I can't believe I stumbled on unedited. that special podcast episode is going to be available wherever people get their podcasts. So uh, just search Dead Darlings. And hello, if you're listening to this now, thank you for tuning in.
0: Hello, and thank you. Uh, before we introduce our guest tonight, just a quick heads up to our live audience that we'd love to keep... Yeah, There we go. Just a quick See, heads gonna up. It's going to go in unedited.
1: <laughs> it's great, isn't it? This, this is where our audience realise just so how comforting.
0: much we edit. <laughs> All of our guests come on and go, "Oh my god, you do so much editing, don't you?" And uh, yeah, we're just laying bare how much we do. So, just how much quick Rebecca up.
1: does? She's the editor. <laughs>
0: just a quick heads up to our live audience that we'd love you to keep your mic on during the set so that we can hear your reaction as we go along so you know please go ahead clap whoop holler and react in any other ways you like in between poems as well as in the chat function where you can show your love for the poet and maybe pick out particular lines that you enjoyed um, if you don't want your response to be audible in the recording that's completely fine too please just feel free to keep your mic on mute
1: One final thing before we start. Actually, at the moment, we just have a really nice audience of uh, me, Rebecca, Mary, who's performing, and Hannah, who is uh, not feeling particularly well. So Hannah is off mic today, but that's okay. You're, you're an audience, it's beautiful. Um, and also just a few of Mary's friends, which is awesome. Um, but uh, one thing to mention, uh, we are recording the session tonight online via Zoom. And as I'm sure people listening uh, will know, some people on the internet just love to ruin things for other people to make up for the fact that they have very, very tiny penises. I mean, seriously, tiny, <laughs> tiny ones, minute, <My> barely <laughs> even there. So if anybody in our live audience notices anything, um, probably anybody new entering who, um, is playing up, anything that you think is um, inappropriate, um, please just message uh, either myself, Rebecca, or Hannah, and we'll send them out of the virtual airlock ASAP. Um, So with no further ado, I think we will introduce our guest this evening. Uh, Rebecca, do you want to do a bit of a bio?
0: Yep, sure. So our guest this evening is Mary Dickens. Mary Dickens wrote her first poem when she was four, and poetry has been her passion and her life support system ever since. 56 years later, she began sharing her work at poetry events, street parties and slams, and became a regular performer at the legendary Bang Said the Gun. Her poem, Dear Professor Brian Cox, was used to launch the popular Muddy Feet Poetry Channel. She's been on television and radio as part of the Nationwide Building Society Poetry ad campaign and continues to dish up poems all over the country as part of the Poetry Takeaway team. Her debut pamphlet, Happiness FM, was published by Burning Eye Books in May 2020 and was recently selected as one of 10 uplifting books chosen by the NHS for the NHS. It has been variously described as a little cuddle of the book... uh, There we go, a little cuddle of a book that made me laugh out loud and understated pathos and highly politicized mind at work. Mary is currently working on a new collection and is developing a show called Era 404 about humankind's response to the internet.
1: Mary's poetry, I've seen Mary many, many times over the last few years. And what I love about Mary's poetry is it always feels like it comes from a very caring place, even when it's kind of biting and political. Um, It always kind of, when I finish hearing Mary's work, I think I feel a bit happier, a bit more in touch with myself. And also I love the fact she's never above a good pun. So ladies and gentlemen, and those who identify with gender in more complex ways, please give it up for Mary Dickens live in session. (laughs)
2: well thank thank you very much for that lovely introduction um yeah I, well i've got 20 minutes so i thought i'd kind of um approach this in two halves because um as um, rebecca mentioned i'm trying to put together a show called Era 404 and it's about so sort of, the human response to the internet and technology and i have to say it's a really sort of rich theme because You know, we've gone from it being the heady frontier of intellectual freedom to almost a cesspit with sinister implications. But I mean, it's also very useful. and I wouldn't be talking to you now without it. So, um, yeah, um, there's a lot to explore there. Uh, So I'm going to do a few poems on that sort of theme, you know, just to give you a taster. Um, And the first one, um, I've been to so many events where the organizers work really hard and then there was a technical fail of some sort. Oh, the Wi-Fi went down or something, you know, and it's almost mystical when that sort of thing happens. Um, You feel as though the gods are against you. So I wrote a poem about that. I thought it'd be useful if we had a little prayer to say. So this is prayer. Dear tech gods, who art in Arizona, maybe, hallowed be thy fibers, thy 5G come, thy will be done on Zoom as it is on WhatsApp. <laughs> Give us this day our daily connection and forgive us our data protection as we forgive <laughs> broadband providers who trespass against us. <laughs> and lead us not into tech fail, but deliver us from malfunctions. For thine is the bandwidth, the algorithm, and the server. Amen. Thank you. I hope that works to <laughs> Next poem. Um, basically, we've all been shopping online like mad and doing it more than ever, making um, Bezos richer than ever. Um, and sometimes we have to send things back. And when we do, we very rarely um, give the real reasons why we're returning the item. So I thought that was an interesting aspect to explore. So this poem is called Honest Returns. I'm returning this item because, please select from the menu below. I'm returning this item because I am much fatter than I think I am. I'm returning this item because I was drunk when I ordered it. (laughs) I'm returning this item because I was stoned when I ordered it. (laughs) I'm returning this item because I only needed it for a party. I'm returning this item because I'm not clever enough to assemble the flat pack. (laughs) I'm returning this item because I misunderstood the dimensions. This baking tray is only big enough for one potato. I'm returning this item because I misunderstood the dimensions. My garden is too small for a 30 foot obelisk. (laughs) I'm returning this item because it fails to fill this aching void inside me. I'm returning this item because I'm renouncing the destructive And unsustainable trappings of Western capitalism and going off grid to live in a yurt. (laughs) I'm returning this item because I did not mean to order a pack of 200. I'm returning this item because I have absolutely no money left in my account. Thank you. Um, This next poem, it actually came back when I was doing some work for the Nationwide ad and um, we did a lot of writing that never actually made it to television. And One of my briefs was to write about how older people felt about technology. Um, So this poem sort of came from that and it's called Access Denied. Your password has not been recognised. Access was denied. We requested information, but you have not complied. You can go onto our help page, but the questions won't apply. According to our systems, your existence is a lie. Your details have not been verified. Authentication failed. You cannot access this account. Your plans have been derailed. We admire your persistence and your rudimentary skill. But you might be better suited to some parchment and a quill. This message is auto-generated. Please do not reply. If you really must continue, click this button and retry. Thank you. <laughs> 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 Very good. Very good. I wrote that with, with regard to older people, and then I realized that every, everybody feels like that at times. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Last one in this little sequence is um, one I wrote before lockdown, but it's one of those that got so poignant after lockdown. It's called Love on the Internet. Our love is too vast for an email. It can't be condensed to a tweet. We WhatsApp and Skype, but it's only a hype compared to the thrill when we meet. It can't be configured in pixels, reminders of places we've been. It can't be summed up in a soundbite displayed on an LCD screen. Our love is much more than mere data. Too complex, too messy, too fraught. It can't be backed up on a server or plugged in a USB port. We can't close the distance between us There are too many miles to transcend. These digital fragments are all that we have. And all we can do is click-send. Thank you. A little frog in my throat there, try and drown it. Okay, so if I'm known for a poem, I think it's probably this one. Um, and it came about because I had a bit of a crush on the television scientist, um, Professor Brian Cox. But I'm also really, really interested in the science. And so it was like, you know, trying to understand quantum theory whilst mildly aroused. And I thought that was quite an interesting sort of combination of feelings. Uh, so I put it into a poem. It's called Dear Professor Brian Cox. Dear Professor Brian Cox, we love to watch you on the box. The wife and I have to confess, it's not just the science about which we (laughs) obsess. That time, when you explained the quark, you ignited a certain spark. Soon we were having thoughts obscene whilst you described the selfish gene. We feel it timely to profess, we'd love to meet you in the flesh. Please forgive us if we say we'd like to share some DNA. <laughs> we'll explore this urge like an electronic surge. Our entanglement will be quantum. And the wife assures her celestial lords can be yours whenever you want them. So, Brian, think on if you can. Come along to our Big Bang. With sufficient frantic motion, we might find our own Higgs boson. And if our last <laughs> should make you weary. We could just discuss string theory. Now please, Brian, don't be vexed. It isn't just about the sex. We view your mind with great respect. We wondered at the solar storms and the sludge where life first formed. We listened rapt as with a aplomb. You explained the atom bomb. You made clear to the entire nation the principle of gravitation the source of the rift in the continental drift, why planets circle the sun, how oceans formed, how life began, and the laws of cell mutation. Brian, we will always dote on that breathless way you explain the proton. Even if it's not to be, we can watch your DVD. You're on the television so much, we don't really have to touch. We can contemplate Uranus, Hypothesize about black holes. Explore that darker energy. Flip with you from pole to pole. We'd have loved to see you quite content between our hypothermal vents. But if you say no, it could be worse. There's always a parallel universe.
1: Thank, you. <laughs> Thank
2: you. Right. So, and um, that's the end of that sort of little sequence, and I'm going to do some random poems from the book and one new one. Um new uh, shit. This first one. New shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, new one. Um, so uh, this first one really is just a bit of whimsy because I like art and I'm, I like reading about the, the lives of artists. And um, I just had this idea: of what would happen if artists through the ages had to share a house together? And this poem was the result. It's called, it's all gone Picasso. And it's if Picasso had to share a house with other artists. Gilbert and George are in their rooms, inspecting bits of poop. And that bloody Andy Warhol has taken all the soup. The place is like a pigsty. Tracy eamon has gone to bed. Van Gogh's experimenting with self-harming in the shed Damien's breeding butterflies, Darley's melted the clocks. Gauguin and Toulouse-Lautrec have gone and got the pox. Matisse has all the scissors. Can he really need them all? Degas has ballerinas pirouetting in the hall. Turner's gone all sulky. Holman Hunt just rants. Dante Gabriel Rossetti needs to keep it in his <laughs> <laughs> A <laughs> hates Pollock, Rembrandt can't abide Vermeer. Betsy just pops in and out and only shows his rear. Of course, we all love Frida. I myself have tried, but that hothead Leonardo had to take the fight outside. This place is worse than Guernica, as I for one should know. I'm off to found the Cubist movement. Adios. Pablo. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Thank you. It's nice to hear the clapping. Um, and the next one is, um, you know, it's supposedly summer and um, I'm lucky enough to have a garden and I think we've all been spending more time outdoors. But the trouble is, you know, sometimes you get neighbours that are a bit awkward. Oh. Um, so this is a poem about that. It's called Neighbour from Hell. My neighbour says that my garden has Japanese knotweed. He says that my roses have black fly. He says that I encourage the bushy-tailed foxes that gamble at dawn. He says that my convolvulus crept over his hedge and strangled his marigolds. He says... My neglected ecosystem is seeding wildly in his borders. My neighbor is always on the lookout for overhanging branches. My neighbor says that my ash tree has dieback. He says that my tomato plants carry early blight. He sent a letter to the council about my sinister garden loans. (laughs) He thinks that I climbed his fence and murdered his wisteria. He says that I once planted onions on his lawn. (coughs) My neighbour thinks I'm in league with aphids and killing all the bees. My neighbour says that I grow Leylandi to rob him of his dappled light. He thinks I take his loamy soil and turn it sour. He says, that I bring late frost and plagues of slugs and snails. He says that I put hemlock and belladonna in his compost. My neighbor <laughs> thinks I can summon the hounds of hell to dump <laughs> red-hot turds on his azaleas, that I can harness the entire forces of Gaia just to reap revenge on his tiny patch. My neighbors wrong. My father doesn't have Japanese, not
1: <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant.
2: Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, now, I mean, as I say, I'm working on a new collection, and it's a bit more autobiographical, I think, than stuff I've done before. Mm-hmm. And um, this is a poem about the worst job I ever had, and it was in a, in a factory in Holland in the, in the 70s, early 70s. It's called Late Shift at the Pickle Factory. Only foreigners will do it, says Murat, leading me on to the cacophonous factory floor. The air is dense with the stench of sauerkraut and vinegar. You won't stay, says Murat. They never do. He walks me to a shallow trough full of gherkins, bobbing like shoals of sea cucumbers, alongside a conveyor belt, a procession of nearly full jars glide eagerly on their journey to the capper where a piston clamps on the lids with an emphatic mechanical sigh. The last gherkin is problem, Murat said. Customer wants full jar, machine can't do. Gherkin in wrong place means kaput. As he speaks, a jar is crashed to smithereens. No gloves, said Murat, make hands slippy. Everything stops as the broken glass is cleared. Mm-hmm. The late shift, eight hours punctured by a 20 minute dash to a canteen where even the chocolate tastes of pickle. <laughs> I struggle with the pace, but soon I am an automaton, placing each gherkin precisely and not protruding from the lip. Vinegar slops from the side of the trough, drenches my skimpy apron, soaks my shoes. My hands are wrinkled and pale from prolonged dousing, my fingernails soft and bleached. A noxious smell takes up residence in my nostrils, despite ample showering. At the hostel, someone complains that I've made the washing machine smell of vinegar. My dreams are invaded by giant gherkins. My paws leak vinegar instead of sweat. Saturday morning and I queue outside the dingy agency pittance is delivered in a plain brown envelope as I count it I notice that a fingernail has begun to peel off I don't go back Murat was right and every time I see a gherkin floating in that gruesome essence I remember him (laughs) (laughs) nice thank you uh, this next poem, um, this was, um, came from when I was doing residency in a children's nursery and as part of the activities I asked the adults, the, the staff and the parents to collect um, ch- uh, questions that children had asked that they found difficult to answer for some reason and um, this poem was the result of that um, and it's called I don't know, go and play. And it's real questions asked by small children. Where does the green go in winter? Why doesn't water have bones? When will it be yesterday? Where is a puddle a pond? How far can you go under? How far can you go up? Why is the moon broken tonight? Where do bubbles go when they pop? Are two of anything the same? Is a spider's web its home? Why is the rain going sideways? Why are snails so slow? Can a tomato kill you? How many years old is snow? Has anyone counted all the stars? Where did my shadow go? What keeps the sky from falling down? Why can't I see my own eyes? I really, really need to know if my apple is dead or alive. Thank you.
1: (laughs) This is a preview, by the way, of the quick fire questions we're going to be having later in the. uh, (laughs) So many of them are already on our
0: list. (laughs) Isn't that from The Infinite Monkey Cage with Brian Cox? Um, it, it, well,
2: I didn't get it from there, but he oh. might. Well, have he he does it a podcast. Well.
0: Well, I think they do. Is a strawberry alive or not? And All it's right, really stunning. Okay. Yeah, right. it's a oh, long
2: finding connection. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, <laughs> I thought that was a Brian Cox Easter egg. Anyway, but I so. think yeah.
2: that, that that's a question that children ask, isn't it? Like, yeah. they do. Yeah. So um, that that's almost it. I've got um a last poem, and that's the title poem of Happiness FM, um. And I'm so happy that recently I now I can say it was it's recommended by the NHS, you know, mm. <laughs> not, not officially. So get <laughs> some, yeah. Um, so yeah, the title poem is Happiness FM. So I'm gonna do that one. Happiness is a radio station you chance upon that plays music so sublime. You're immediately transported. Next day, you try to find it, but no matter how long you scan the airwaves, it's drowned by crackling interference. Sometimes, you hear snatches in the background, so you try and try again, and again, and again, and again, until you realize that only fate decides the frequency of Happiness FM and some people have better reception than others thank you i think that's wow.
0: that's wow.
2: the wow. yeah.
1: <laughs> thank you very much mary dickens mary dickens live in session everybody
0: woo, woo. give it out once woo. more Yay. Woo. Yay. Woo so much, Mary. Um, so yeah, now, as we said, to give our audience a chance to get to know you a bit more. We've got some quickfire questions um, over the next five minutes. We'll ask you about a range of topics, including life, poetry and a good helping of general silliness. Uh, we have tried to come up with questions that aren't also your online security questions as well, uh, we promise. Um, <laughs>
1: We bang on a lot with our interviews in the main episode, so we're going to try and keep this tight, aren't we, Rebecca? We, we say five or ten minutes.
0: Uh, I've said five minutes. Um, it's not going to be strict, strict, but yeah. So if if you start, you can continue, but yes. Um,
1: it's so. more so that we don't just end up asking you everything we ever want to know about you, which is a lot, so yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Could be
2: here sometime. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Got
1: quite okay. a lot of years to account for. <laughs> All right. We've just got so many questions about the Pickle Factory. Right, Rebecca, are you setting a timer or am I?
0: Uh, I'll set it, it's fine, all right.
1: Professional edited radio.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, what is your favourite poetry collection? Ah! Oh. <laughs> the
2: one I prepared earlier. Oh, what is that? <laughs> now, I was gonna say that, no, it's a really hard thing to have a favourite, isn't it? But um, if I had one that really um, triggered my interest in poetry, Originally, it was the Liverpool poets, Mersey Sound, mm-hmm. um, and I actually—it it wasn't. I've got a copy here because I thought it might might come in handy. Um, I actually uh, nicked a copy from Foils in the in the sort of late sixties. <laughs> 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 Foils,
1: you nicked
2: it? <laughs> yeah, I, really I told them. I told them at an Alvon
0: um, course once that I nicked a copy with, they were not really shocked, so I think, but people aren't shocked. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't that when, like, Mrs. Foyle was still running it and it was, like, very Possibly. weird security <laughs> and stuff? And, and, yeah, they had a weird way. system or something. And I think it has paid off. I
2: mean, I think, yeah, trying to, you know, do services to literature to make up for it. But um, <laughs> yeah. there was something about the humour in that and... Um, yeah and it was so original and it was all part of the whole Liverpool vibe as well and mm. um yeah that, that I think was really what triggered my interest in writing this kind of stuff that I write really mm. yeah
0: Brilliant. that makes um,
1: sense I can I can see it in your writing go on Rebecca you were going to ask <laughs> oh, a question No,
0: sorry um how long have you been writing um as I say um
2: I remember writing a poem when I was four. I've always written, but in different forms really. I've always written a bit of poetry. Um, I did a lot of memoir. I was part of a group mm-hmm. that used to um perform memoir for a while, for a long while. And then um yeah, so so I've always been doing it to some degree, but I didn't really start sharing it until I was um I was 60, a bit late. Mm-hmm.
1: I remember you saying at one point that you had had an academic book published, or more than one. I've, had, before, oh, I've written
2: academic books, yeah, yeah. I used yeah. to. Um, well, I ended up, I got washed up, and I've done lots of jobs and probably quite a few books in it. But <laughs> I ended up as an academic, um, and um, yeah, I had several things published. Cool. And actually, that was one of the reasons I started doing poetry because. Um, it was so dry and difficult, sort of, that sort mm. of writing, you know. Yeah. Um that it was kind of release mm-hmm. to write things that were just funny and silly. <laughs> <you know? laughs> than...
1: Total opposite.
2: Yeah, the total opposite. And um yeah, it sort of kept me going really doing that, you know. I was able to write the other stuff because I had a form of release.
1: Nice. Um, I'm seeing on our question list who's your celebrity crush, but we've already had the answer to that. So Rebecca, do you want to ask not another question?
0: More. Not, not anymore.
1: anymore. <laughs> Who is now?
0: Who is now? Oh, yeah. Who is now? <laughs> oh, thank fuck! You grow out of them. I didn't realise that was not- an <laughs> option. No, not completely. I'm crushes are such hard work, you know. I just, yeah, they're awful. Uh, dogs or cats?
2: Well, that's a really hard one but um my daughter has a really lovely little bengal kitten at the moment so it's gonna, it's cats at the moment but i'm not averse to a dog as well but i'm a bit oh. yeah more tuned into cats at the moment mm,
1: interesting um i am seeing on our question list do you prefer to rhyme or not to rhyme that's an interesting one because you oh, kind oh, of do both don't you?
2: yeah i actually oh, almost think in rhyme. And okay. for me, it's an effort to stop rhyming. Okay. And I really, you know, have to make that effort. Um, and I've been doing classes at the poetry school, which is ever mentioned, um, with Jacqueline Safra, who's a brilliant teacher, doing that for some time and experimenting with form and learning, you know, to, if I've got to keep rhyming, probably rhyme more subtly and try different ways of using rhyme. So that's mm-hmm. been a learning curve. But it actually, that's how it goes on in my head. You know, um, and I have to kind of
1: tune make a it out. conscious decision. Not yeah. always, yeah.
2: but sometimes I think it, it's really, you know, people enjoy rhyme. I mean, mm. particularly for comic things, I think it works really well. But I think um, a lot of people say you can't write serious um, stuff in rhyme, but I don't know. I, I, um, I quite, yeah, I think, I think you probably can if you do it well enough. Mm. So um, I'm,
1: I'm
0: a born rhymer, really. Nice. Okay. And that brings us to the end of our five minutes there. Um, so the last question okay. we wanted to ask you uh, was, um, do you have uh, a piece of writing advice or a prompt that you would like to share with our audience?
2: I mean, the obvious one is please don't wait as long as I did. I mean, if you are wanting to do some writing, you don't have to wait till you're drawing your pension, you know. Actually, get out there and do it, really. Um, I think that's the thing. And also, that uh, what I found, particularly with the spoken word sort of stand-up poetry scene, is that they're so inclusive and welcoming and, you know, a lot of really nice people. So don't be afraid.
1: Amazing. Brilliant. Um, We've come to the end of the question list, but uh, this is an unofficial question, Mary. Um, Can you, is there anything you want to plug potentially including your pamphlet and where people can buy that?
2: Um, Yeah, you can buy that from me or you can buy it from Burning Eye Books or,
0: you know, all the usual places. Do you want me to put, um, put something in the chat? Uh, we can include the uh, link in the show notes but yes if you wanted to share it in the chat for the event as well that would be great I think it's already in what I've sent Laurie would that be enough
1: that's yeah. perfect we'll, we'll pop that well, in yeah. the show notes is there anything else you want to plug or uh, mention not,
2: not not at the moment I mean I'm hoping you know to have a new collection um working on it and praying mm. that someone will publish it done. <laughs> <all this time. laughs>
1: Brilliant. Do you have a title but in mind I'm for it yet? I am not ready
2: to sell it yet, you know. Um, so I'm still selling this one because it's been quite hard during lockdown to really promote. So,
1: yeah. For sure.
2: And, and the yeah. NHS advise it as well, you know. <laughs> you have well, that. literally, they should. The doctor orders it. Yeah. Literally,
1: the doctor is ordering Go and Get <laughs> Happiness FM by Mary Dickens. It's a fantastic pamphlet. I've read it sitting in the sunshine last oh. summer and it was like, You know, when two things just go together perfectly, the sunshine in the park and Mary's pamphlet. It's very sunny. My daughter did the
2: cover, it's wonderfully sunny. Mm.
1: It's a beautiful, sunny book. Great.
0: Uh, Great, well, thank you so much for joining us, Mary. Uh, That's all folks. Um, Yeah, thank you for joining us. Thank you for your incredible set and for answering our questions and listening to and letting us be be nosy. Uh, Can I ask our audience to once again, give it up for Mary Dickens? So you can find, you can, oh, wow. find the, you can find the recording of this alongside our regular monthly episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for joining us, and good night. Good Thank night. You. Bye. Thank you.